Dave Nonis, Senior Vice President and Assistant General Manager, was introduced alongside Craig at the news conference earlier on this Tuesday. Joins us live here in the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge. Dave, welcome aboard. How you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. This is uh, welcome to our beautiful radio studio. Hey? Yeah, I have been in here before, but it's been a few years. I'm sure it looks exactly <laughs> the same and maybe worse. <laughs> Um, how uh, how you feeling? I, I, I guess just tell us about today and and how this went for you. I, I'm feeling great. Um, no, it, it went really well. I mean, I I really want to thank the Flames ownership group, uh, Don Maloney, uh, for giving me the opportunity to come back uh, and get back into the game. I you know obviously it was in, interviewed with Don and John Bean uh, several times over the last couple of weeks. Was in here last week. Um, for a, an in-person interview, um, you know, a couple of days later, Don called me and said, "Listen, we're we're going a different direction." I said, "That's fine. I understand." Because would you be interested in, in joining the group? And, and I was like, "100%." I mean, um, my opinion of the team hasn't changed from when I was in here during the interview. And I think uh, um, knowing Don helped a lot. I've known him for a, you know, a lot of years. Um, spent a, a little bit of time on the phone with Craig and was pretty clear we think a lot alike um you know I, I don't think we'll be exactly the same and i don't think he wants that but um you know after having those discussions i was pretty excited about about joining the, the group here so i i guess how did this all come about because you'd been doing some some work in the media you'd be doing some stuff on series you did some stuff with us i know that you were on with our friends out in vancouver at 650 how did the opportunity come about and and how did this process all unfold for you well yeah i i looked at a few things last year um and they weren't the right fit and decided that maybe taking a step back was a good idea um, and decided to join the dark side with you and do the <laughs> do the media for you know for a, a year, which you know, I think was actually was really helpful for me because you look you, at games. You were watching games all over the place. Yeah, right? you're always watching games. You look at it a different way. Um, you're more objective about players, about how the game was played. Uh, so for me, it was it was a, a good year for that. It was a good time to step back and do that. Um, you know when this opened up the GM manager the GM job opened up here in Calgary uh, I was asked if I had any interest in in pursuing it and at that point I mean I th the answer was yes I mean there's only 32 jobs this is one of the to me one of the you know great jobs to have a great city in Canada and uh, so I, I pursued it and, and did my best to to, to get the job um, uh, and at the end of the day you know they went a different direction and I think you know quite frankly I think they went a pretty good direction I mean listening to Craig the the knowledge he has of the organization, the time he's put in. Um, you know, I know from being in that position that, you know, you never know if you're 100% ready. When I took the job in Vancouver, it was kind of a similar situation that yeah. Craig's running into now. Um, and, and I think that, you know, he is the right guy for this. It's a, it's a great opportunity for him, but he's got the energy, the knowledge uh, of the organization. And I, I think that, the, that his drive will be uh, infectious for the group. So, um, you know, I when Don did call me and said, do you want to, do you want to interview? And I said, yes. And then we had several of them, you know, can fall by coming out here and, and, uh, having the in-person it, it, you know, made me very interested in joining the group. And then when this opportunity presented itself, it was a pretty short conversation to, to say yes. I know you were asked about this in the, in the news conference and you, 
general manager in Vancouver, general manager in Toronto in terms of scrutiny and and buzz and being in a fishbowl. I, I don't know if it gets louder than those two markets in this country. And and you navigated both of them. What what can you take from those two experiences and and bring to this management group now? Well, I think there's a couple things. You you, you can't let the uh, outside noise really dictate the decision making process and. I think um, you know early on in my career, I can tell you that uh, I probably did. You know, it's hard not to react to uh, the fan base, to the pressure of of winning, you know, in a Canadian market. But I think you have to step back and and just look at the overall picture and the direction of the club. That's one of the things that ownership here asked in the interview process was, you know, how do you go about navigating in a Canadian market and. Uh, it, there's two things you have to do. You have to embrace the situations that you're in. You know, the fact that it is, you use the word fishbowl, but there's intense interest in a Canadian market. Uh, you have to embrace that and enjoy it, uh, but you also can't let it impact your decision-making. Uh, and that's kind of the, the message that I pa- I've passed on and, and will continue to pass on because you have to separate those two things. The fact is that, that in my opinion, there's nothing like winning in a Canadian market. And I can tell you, like, again, my time in Vancouver, we had some pretty good hockey teams. And, um, you know, we were able to win playoff rounds, uh, set, you know, set some records for points. And and you've got the fan base that supports the team uh, like uh, no other. You know, it's not like a, and no disrespect, every market in in, in the NHL has pressure. Every market has a strong fan base. But it's not the same as being in a Canadian market. Uh, you have to, again, you have to be able to separate those two things uh, and be able to deal with it when things aren't going well. Because so, you're going to go through periods where, where there's stretches where things aren't going great. But there's nothing like being here when mm-hmm. things are going well. We're chatting with Dave Notis, who is a brand new senior vice president and assistant general manager with the Calgary Flames, joining us here on Flames Talk and in the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge. Well, and, and just to maybe expand on that, not only have you done it in, in two Canadian markets, but you've been in hockey ops for decades. You've, you've been a general manager twice. You've, you've had success. You've had stretches where maybe it wasn't as successful. With all of your experience, what, what do you think you bring to this hockey operations department? Where can you really make your biggest impact, do you think? Well, you, you don't just learn um, from successes. You learn from failures as well. And I think you know, some of the things that I'm hoping to be able to pass on or help with you know, uh, in conjunction with, with everyone else in, in the group uh, is some of the lessons that you learn. And I, like I said, if I look back at... Um, you know, my, I'll use Vancouver as a good example. My tenure in Vancouver, you know, I'm pretty proud of the team that I I left there, and you know, we went that team went on to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, but I can tell you that my first year was was a struggle, you know, and made some mistakes that I I would I would take back. And mm-hmm. uh, so so there's some of those things I think that you want to um you want to be able to discuss in terms of of making sure that you think things through. Um, and, and I think I'll be able to help in, in that regard as well. You know, I, and again, you know, I think similar to Craig, I've done a, a lot of different things. You know, worked at the league office, was there for the first work stoppage, worked on a collective bargaining agreement. You know, been you know intimately involved with player contracts wherever I've been. There's a lot of things that I've, I've been fortunate enough to learn and and work with, and hopefully I can offer some help uh, in that regard. 
you talked about your opinion of the team and, and how your opinion of the team hasn't changed since uh, you interviewed for general manager and now being in this role. So when you take a look at, at this group and, and I guess an outside look that now turns into uh, an inside look, tell us about your overview of this team and where the Flames are right now. Well, for anyone who listened to, to Craig's comments, they're, they're, mine are very similar. You know, I think if you if you brought everybody back and didn't make a change, this is a playoff team. I, I believe that. I think they were a playoff team last year if certain things uh, would have gone their way um, and probably should have gone their way, but they didn't. So I think that if you brought the whole roster back, that's what you have. You have a team that could make the playoffs, and as we've seen with Florida, uh, you make the playoffs, you might have some success. Uh, I also agree with Craig, you know, when you've got – that many pending UFAs, you have some decisions to make. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not prudent to walk seven people to free agency. Uh, you know, we're going to have to make some decisions on who do we want to keep, prioritize them, uh, see if they want to stay. Then there's the process of trying to iron out contracts. Um, and, you know, more than likely at some point, you're not going to be able to keep everybody. So uh, you probably aren't going to see the exact same team. And Craig basically said that. You know, I think there's going to be some changes. We want some roster spots open, um, but but I do believe there's some strong pieces here, and uh, you know, it's it's making the decisions to add players around those pieces, and, and also look at the long-term viability uh, of keeping them, and how much yeah. how how much cash you have to keep them, and how much money you're going to have going forward to try to add to it, because there'll be a point where we we're going to want to add to it. Any um. As, as there been talk, and I know it's very early on, and, and you just flew back in last night, but like, has there been talks about you know delegation and you know kind of the division of labor and that type of stuff, and, and what areas you might be handling, so on and so forth? Just just cursory discussions. Okay. Not, yeah, not a whole lot. You know, again, we we've talked a little bit about some of that. Um, I think in the next week, uh, we'll probably be able to divide that up a little bit more. You know, I, I know Don's feeling early on was that he really wanted it to be a collaborative effort because of our, all of our different experiences and, and skill sets. And so I, I think that that's probably what we're going to work towards. But ultimately, yeah, you're going to branch off and, mm-hmm. you know, who's going to be looking after pro scouting, who's going to be looking after, you know, the amateur scouting contracts, whatever. So I'm sure we'll have some in-depth conversations there. Dave Nonis is with us, Senior VP of Hockey Operations, Assistant General Manager with the Calgary Flames. What uh, so go back to your time in Vancouver or your time in Toronto? What uh, what was the Dave Nonis scouting report on Craig Conroy? Because <laughs> Con- Connie tells a great story about when he took over and he went and he uh, he had access now to all the internal reports and he tried to find out what bad things they were saying about him internally here. <laughs> What uh, what was your scouting report on Craig? You know, it's it's pretty accurate as the, the way I, I've seen him as a person so far. Honest, hardworking. Uh, you know, you, you're gonna you're gonna get a, a full day's work and a, a lot of effort. That's how he was as a player. He was an honest player. You don't you don't get you know hit a thousand plus games um, with without that skill set. You know, and there's not very many players that were drafted where he was that hit 500 games. So, you know, I, I think that. Um, that's one of the reasons why I believe that the franchise and Don gravitated to him was because, you know, yes, he's got, you know, he's got the skill set and the knowledge of the players, but it's the work ethic and the desire to succeed. And uh, you don't lose that when you, you know, you go from the, the, 
the ice to the management booth, particularly if you're, yeah. if you're someone that's that competitive. When you uh, when you're around him, what you've been in the spot before? What what makes you think, yeah, this guy this guy's ready to take that next step? You know what? Like I said, we haven't had a long lot of time together, but the you know one of the first conversations that we had, and he phoned, he phoned me uh, probably the I don't know it was last Saturday. Um, he said, you know, it's like like to have a short conversation. We started it started out just talking about you know families and things like that, but pretty soon it didn't take long before we were talking about the team. And we just almost took turns asking each other questions. What do you think? How do you rank these players? What do you think of this? And um, there wasn't very many situations where we differed. There's a couple, but I think that that was, um, to me, that was uh, one of the reasons why I was excited to come. You know, you, you have to have alignment in everything in the organization to have successful. You don't have to have everyone that thinks exactly the same way. You don't want that either. But I think you have to have similar thought processes about how the team should be built, how the the team should play and that runs from ownership to manager to the coach to the players and if you have that kind of alignment mm-hmm. you're going to have much much more success so I was very happy to to talk to him and talk about the team and we did think a lot alike how we get to the end result might be different but I think in terms of of uh, our our thought processes and what we need it was very similar so I'm looking forward to it I think that um, you know when you get your first job uh, as a GM in this league you know, you, there's a, a lot of adrenaline. And there's a lot of uh, of interest, and and you want to do a very good job. And and so I think you have to. Um, you, you, it's it's great to be able to have some people uh, that you can go to. Yeah. And that's where I'm, I'm. I think that we can, you know, we can collectively come to some very important decisions that'll help the team going forward. Are you? Uh, you probably got to go right back upstairs into amateur scouting meetings. Like, are you? You ready to dive right back? It's probably. Tree, Brad Treliving always used the term drinking from a fire hose. Are you, are you are you ready to jump right back in? Yeah, we were in there at 8.30 this morning started. It was great, great to get back into that. Those are, those are, are I wish people could see some of those meetings because that really is where teams are built. And, um, you know, uh, I know some of the, some of the uh, amateur scouts have known them for a while, um, but it's great listening to them again. And you see how, they, how excited they are to put together a list based on all the work that they put in all year. And, and, and you know, people don't see that, but it's a, a good NHL teams don't win without good scouting staffs. Look, I, I know the media is great and, and you enjoyed your year, but like juices have got to be flowing a little bit more today. Like, for a guy like you who's wired and, and who's been in hockey ops and you're competitive and all that type of stuff, like this has got to, the, the juices have got to be back up to where you're used to them being, hey? Oh yeah. No, it didn't, it didn't take too long um, to get, that feeling back again. You start looking at, listen, when you, even when you're starting to go through the interview process, now you're looking at rosters, you're looking yeah. at reserve lists, you're looking at, you know, how many draft picks, you look at all those things, you start to, that that comes back really quickly. Uh, and you're right. I mean, I, I think other than being a player and probably a coach, um, being in management is as close as you're going to get to to being on the NHL ice. And um, I've been extremely blessed and fortunate to do it for, you know, this is going to be, 34 years. So wow. It's, uh, I've been exceptionally lucky. Congratulations. Welcome aboard. This is, uh, this is really cool to have you in the city. Thanks for doing this, Dave. Yeah, thank you. Do I get to come back here in this room again? Anytime. This place is all, <laughs> especially in hockey season, this place is never closed and I sleep here. So here, uh, anytime you want. Sounds good. Thank you.